Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. This cooperation to to come right after general ministry conference we have been in church this week morning and night and sessions in between and friends late at night and eating all times of the day and and such and so i'm so glad that he has been uh, but he's an evangelist amen he's an evangelist and he is he has traveled our these the the united states and internationally as well amen and we are privileged to have him here with us he is no stranger to us he has been here on multiple occasions and always been a blessing to this assembly and i want him to come tonight and minister the word of the lord amen and someone say god speak to me i want god to speak to me tonight through his word can we give evangelist michael moppin and the lord a hand clap tonight as he comes let's give the lord a great praise all across this house you're worthy jesus you're worthy of my praise you're worthy of my worship hallelujah 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 thank you jesus thank you jesus you're wonderful god you're amazing god you're mighty god i love you jesus i love you jesus would you just lift your hands to him Just make that connection with him right now. Just begin to tell him you love him. Begin to tell him you need him. You need to hear from him. Surrender to him tonight. Surrender to his will. Surrender to his purpose. Surrender to his word tonight. God, we need you tonight. We need you in this house. You're wonderful, God. You're wonderful. Hallelujah. So thankful that I know him tonight. Don't know where I would be if it had not been for the Lord on my side. And I count this a tremendous honor and have been looking forward to this weekend ever since we scheduled it. And I give honor tonight to uh, Bishop and Pastor and their wives and their family and leadership and ministry of this great church. Uh, friends of mine for many years. I love and appreciate them. And uh, Pastor uh, Pastor Paul McGee, they are still talking about him in Knoxville, uh, the great preaching that he did over the holidays there. And uh, what a great preacher he is. And uh, Sister Don McGee, I'm sure many of you have known from last time I was here. Uh, we go way back. We were in school together, in class together. She helped me pass a few subjects. <clears throat> probably wasn't so much that I didn't know how to do it. I was just lazy and didn't want to do it. So talked her in, manipulated her into doing it for me. Uh, but uh, I do remember her coming uh, with love in her eyes one day to school, talking about a young preacher that she had met. And uh, then I think he broke her heart even after that. And uh, so one day it was it was love, the next day, but... He said to move along, so let's, uh, but, uh, but I'm, I'm thankful the Lord put them together. What a great team they've been for the Lord and the kingdom of God. 
And excited about what God is doing, excited about what God did this past week at General Ministry Conference. And I'm expecting God to do great things this weekend. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Isaiah, the sixth chapter. Isaiah, the sixth chapter. I want to preach a, may, may, may do it more than once this weekend, but I want to preach a, what I consider a revival principle uh, for our lives. Isaiah 6 and 1. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. You know, some, some theologians say that when a king would defeat another kingdom, he would take the train from that king and add it to his train. So it doesn't surprise me that God's train filled the temple because he is undefeated. He's never lost. And if you think that you're losing, you're not going to lose if you put it in his hands and he's fighting for you tonight. But I want to preach to you what will sound like an odd title at first, but Stick with me for just a few moments. Now, I want to preach on this simple thought. It's all about me. Look at your neighbor and say, it's all about me. Set your Bibles down. Lift your hands and hearts to heaven. And let's talk to the Lord one more time. Lord, we love you. We thank you for your power and your majesty, your glory that we feel in this house. God, I'm asking you to anoint me to preach your anointed words. God, anoint your people to hear your word, receive your word, and to respond to your word tonight. Move in this place, God. Let there be a shift in our spirits tonight. Touch us tonight, God. Move through this opening service. God, and we give you praise for what you're going to do tonight and this weekend. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Once again, would you give him a hand clap of praise? And the Bible says not only to clap your hands, but shout unto God with a voice of tribe. Can you do that? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, let's praise him one more time. He's worthy. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. You can be seated this evening. Now, before you give me the stank eye, before you throw tomatoes or eggs at me tonight because of my title, let me let you understand that I know that it's all about Him. That's why we're here tonight. It's all about Him. And I know we have to be careful in the modern age that we live in where it's all about me uh, to be careful not to let that spirit, the spirit of the age, move into our church where we think the world revolves around us. But you need to understand what I'm preaching tonight because I'm not talking about being self-centered. I'm not talking about being selfish. I'm simply saying that when it comes to revival, it's all about me. It's all about you. When it comes to revival, once again, don't, 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 don't crucify me. 
But when it comes to revival, it's not about God. It's not. It, it's, it, God, God, when it comes to revival, it's not about God because God is always ready for revival. When it comes to the miraculous, it's not about God. God always wants to do the miraculous. When it comes to people praying in the altar and being filled with the Holy Ghost and being baptized in Jesus' name, we don't need to put the blame on God. God is waiting. As a matter of fact, if you're waiting on Him, He's waiting on you because God is always ready. It's His will for us to have revival tonight. It's His will for somebody to be healed tonight. It's His will for somebody to be baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost. But when it comes to revival, it's about me. The people of God in our verse tonight, they were in a place that they hadn't been before. Their king had died and there were numerous questions surrounding this event. Who would be the next king? Would he rule and reign like Uzziah did? Would, would he have the same political, military, and economical ideas as the predecessor would there be a mutiny for the throne? Would a foreign kingdom attack during this time of uncertainty and vulnerability? And it was in this difficult uncertainty and this moment of vulnerability that the prophet Isaiah is open to a, an, a, a vision from the Lord. He was at a low point. He was no doubt hurting, no doubt frustrated, no doubt confused. And it was in this moment of loneliness and insecurity that Isaiah was open to a vision from the Lord. And I want you to notice something. Before he could see the true king sitting on his throne, the old king had to die in his life. We need to understand tonight, before we'll see him sitting on his throne and high and lifted up, there's some things that are going to have to die in our life. There's some attitudes that will have to die tonight. There's some problems that will have to die tonight. There's some spirits and our flesh and some things we've been battling and addictions and hurts and hang-ups and frustrations that need to die in this house before I can see him sitting on his throne clearly ruling and reigning high and lifted up in this place tonight. That's why Paul said in Romans 6 and 6, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. Later on, the Apostle Paul would say that he dies daily. And I've got news for you. Repentance is not something we just do one time. It is not just the first step of the plan of salvation in Acts 2.38. But the Apostle Paul who wrote uh, nearly the entire New Testament, if a man like that had to die daily, then surely we need to die daily. Because I don't want anything in my life to block my vision of him tonight. 
I don't want what's going on in the world today, in politics and in Hollywood and in my life and in my finances and my health. I don't want anything to block my view of him because he's, I don't care what the world says, he's still on the throne. He's still high and lifted up. And it doesn't matter what my body says. It doesn't matter what the politicians say. It doesn't matter what the banker says or the lawyer. He's still on the throne. And everything's going to be all right tonight. But the old king has to die tonight before I can see him and all he is in my life tonight. And then in verse number 2, it says, Above it stood the seraphims. Each one had six wings. With twain he covered his face. With twain he covered his feet. And with twain he did fly. And notice this. And one cried unto the other, saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Now, now we don't really know a whole lot about heaven. Scripture kind of is vague about heaven. The Bible tells us in Luke, the 15th chapter, that when one sinner repents, that the angels in heaven rejoice. The book of Revelation, John tells us about this new Jerusalem coming down, and he tells us the size of, of it, and he tells us the materials that, uh, that God uses to build this place. But other than that, we really don't know much more about heaven. But Isaiah gives us a little glimpse of what happens in heaven. And it's confirmed in Revelation 4 and 8 because in that scripture it says there were four beasts that had six wings and they were full of eyes within and they rest not day and night saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. So right now in heaven, there are angels that do nothing but fly around the throne of God and they proclaim how holy he is. They don't get distracted by anything that's going on in earth. They don't get distracted by anything that's going on in heaven. Their sole purpose in their existence is to fly around the throne and declare how holy and how wonderful God is. And I wonder tonight, would we be able to join with the angels in heaven and worship him like they do? I wonder tonight, could we step out of our circumstances and step out of the natural that we're in right now? And I wonder, would we be able to just take a moment in the middle of this service, in the middle of this message, and join with the angels of heaven? Because if we'll do that, you know what happens? Heaven comes down to earth. When we begin to join with the angels and we begin declaring how holy he is, this transforms from just a building and brick and mortar and carpet and paint. And this turns into a heavenly place tonight. So I wonder for just a moment, can we take a praise break? Can we take a worship break? And can we just begin to join with the angels right now? God, nothing else really matters right now. I just want to worship you. I just want to join with the angels and say, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. 
The whole earth is full of his glory. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which is and is to come. Come on, would you everybody just stand across this place if you're able. And would you just join with the heavenly host tonight. And let's begin to worship him. I don't know if you realize it or not, but we're taking heaven and bringing it down to earth. We're transforming this into a, a heavenly place. And the last time I checked, there is no sickness in heaven. There is no heartache in heaven. There are no problems in heaven. So could it be that right now, while we're joining with the angels of heaven, that somebody could be healed? Somebody could be delivered? Somebody could get a breakthrough? Because we're joining with heaven tonight. Come on, one more time. Holy, holy, holy. I wish you'd just forget about for a moment what, you, what happened today, what happened this week, and just lift your hands and close your eyes and transform this place into a heavenly place right now. Come on, somebody ought to get a glimpse of heaven right now. Somebody ought to get a glimpse of the throne room right now. Somebody ought to see the Lord high and lifted up, sitting on his throne and his train filling the temple. Oh, holy, holy, holy. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Holy, holy, holy. Is him that is and is, was and is to come. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, if somebody needs healing, you can get it right now. If you need a breakthrough, you can get it right now. And if you need a miracle, you could get it right now. Oh, yes. If you need the Holy Ghost, you can get it right now. We have transformed this place into a heavenly place because we have joined with the angels of heaven. God, you're holy. God, you're holy. Hallelujah. 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 Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You're so holy, God. You're so holy, God. Oh, come on. Once again, would you proclaim how holy He is? Oh, yes, Lord. You're holy. God, you're greater than what I'm going through right now. You're greater than my problem right now. You're greater than my sickness right now. You're greater than my family problem, my marital problem, my financial situation. God, you're greater. In this place. Holy, holy, holy. God, you're worthy.
In verse number 4, Isaiah says that the post of the door moved at the voice of him that cried. And the house was filled with smoke. He sees him on the throne. He sees the angels surrounding him and declaring his holiness. And the next thing that happens is the posts of the door are moved at the voice of him that cried. You know what that lets me know tonight? That lets me know that we need to be moved in this house tonight. We need to be moved by his spirit. If I don't feel his spirit moving, then I need to move his spirit with my praise and my worship. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of coming to church and just going through the motions and never being moved, being touched, being convicted, feeling his presence, but going out those doors the same way I walked in, going home the same way I was. God help us on this opening night of revival. God, I don't want to just be touched. I don't want to just be convicted. I don't want to just go through the motions. But God, let me be moved. Let something change in me. Let something change in my life tonight. Then Isaiah says in verse 5, Woe is me. For I'm undone because I'm a man of unclean lips and I dwell in the midst of people of unclean lips for my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Twenty times the prophet Isaiah pronounced woe on someone else. But now he finds himself in the, he finds himself in the presence of a holy God and he cannot pronounce woe on anyone else. He says, woe is me. See, you might have came here tonight feeling pretty good about yourself. You had a good week. You prayed every day. You, you fasted a, a meal or a day. You, 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 you came to church regularly. You, you read your Bible regularly. You, you might even be feeling a little spiritual or holy tonight. But when you get into His holy presence, you realize just how unholy you really are. You quickly realize your urgent and dire need of a holy Savior. No wonder Isaiah would later write in Isaiah 64, 6. He said, we are all as an unclean thing. And all our righteousness are as filthy rags. In other words, Isaiah said, I went from walking with my head up high because I was a prophet. Thinking I was holier than everybody around me. Thinking I was holier than those that were carnal. Thinking I'm pretty good because I'm the holiest one in my family and I'm, I'm the holiest one at my, my job and my school. But when I get into His holiness, I realize just how unholy I am. And I realize that I am in need of a touch from a Savior. Oh, I wish somebody would understand what I'm trying to tell you tonight. When we come here on a Friday night, it's not about how holy I am. It's not about 
what I've done, but it's the fact that I need him each and every day. I can't make it one day without him. I can't make it one moment without him. God, I need you. I need your holiness in my life. And then one of the seraphims came unto me having a live coal in his hand which he had taken with the tongs from off the altar. And he laid it upon my mouth. And he said, Lo, this hath touched thy lips and thy iniquity is taken away and thy sin is purged. See, when someone has an infection, a doctor can cauterize the wound. The doctor will take a, a very hot tool and he will cut away all the dying, rotting flesh. And all that is left is flesh that can heal. This is a very drastic but very effective method to bring about healing. Isaiah realizing that he wasn't who he thought he was. He said... I'm in a people of unclean lips, and I'm unclean. And God didn't say you're right. God didn't say you need to pray for another 24 hours. God didn't say you need to do this or do that, but he sent an angel down that took a hot coal off of the altar. The altar that would burn as a would burn sacrifices. The altar that would change who Isaiah was from this moment forward. And he reaches down and he touches his lips and he says unto him, That which was dead, that which was rotting, that which was keeping you from doing what I've called you to do, I'm going to destroy it at this very moment. And you know what I think God is going to do in this service tonight? You came here with some things that were rotting on you. You came here with some things that were stinking on you. You came here with some things that were binding you and keeping you from becoming who God wants you to become. But God's going to send an angel tonight and he's going to touch your lips and he's going to touch your situation and he's going to touch your problems and you're not going to leave here the same way you walked in tonight. As a matter of fact, we know what Proverbs says, that death and life are in the power of the tongue. And Romans 4, 17 says, Even God who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were. See, we've got power in our mouths tonight. And if my mouth is speaking death and my mouth is speaking discouragement and my mouth is speaking hurt to other people I need God to touch me tonight I need God to heal me tonight because the only thing I want flowing from my mouth is life and hope and encouragement and strength and healing would you just reach up and touch your mouth and say God touch my mouth tonight God, touch my lips, touch my tongue. God, if it's been speaking anything that you don't want it to speak, God. Lord, I'm asking you in this service before I leave that you would place a hot coal from the altar tonight. And God, you would begin to burn those things that are not like you. You would begin to burn the impurities from my life.
See, we need, to, we need to change our verbiage tonight. We need to change how we talk. We need to quit talking about being sick all the time. It's amazing to me. I have family members and friends and people I know. I'm not going to call any names in case this is being Facebook Live. But there's some that, you know, they, they, they consult Dr. Google and they find one of a hundred things that they have, you know, that's going on in their life, and, and they think that they're dying. You know, every, every disease they hear about, they think they've got a symptom of it. I actually sometimes want to make up a disease and just see if they'll say they got that too. Because everything, they've got it, you know. And, and, and what, I, what I, you know, I remember, you know, growing up, it, it was a competition, you know. If you caught a fish this big, well, I caught one this big. Well, I know people that say, well, if your sickness is that bad, then my sickness is even worse than yours. And we want to glorify the sickness instead of the Savior tonight. Instead of glorifying the sickness Ask God to change your mouth and touch your mouth tonight and start saying this. He was wounded for my transgressions. He was bruised for my iniquities. The chastisement of my peace was upon him and with his stripes I am healed. I'm not glorifying what the doctor told me. I'm not glorifying the symptom. I'm tired of glorifying the sickness. I'm putting my faith in the one who took stripes on his back for my healing tonight. Stop talking about being broke all the time. I used to have a t-shirt that said, I'm so broke I can't pay attention. And I was pumping gas one day and this random stranger chewed me out for having that shirt on. And he convicted me. I threw it away after I got home. Because we want to glorify what's wrong in our life. We're so broke. I, I, I can't even do this. I can't do that. We need to quit saying those things. And we need to start saying, bring you all the tithes into the storehouse. That there may be meat in my house. And prove you now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts. If I will not open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Let me tell you tonight, if you'll be faithful in your tithes and offerings, God will never be unfaithful to you. You may not have everything you want, but he'll supply your every need according to his riches in glory. God's going to take care of you if you'll be faithful to him tonight. Change me, Lord. Touch my mouth tonight. Stop talking about your fears. Some people can't even go to a football game because they're afraid to, every time they huddle, they're talking about it. Once again, I got friends and family members, no names mentioned. But they hear an ambulance going down the road. And the first thing they say is, I hope that's not somebody I know. Why live your life like that? 
Why live your life in constant fear of the unknown and fear of things that don't even happen? Stop worrying and start worshiping. Stop talking about your fears and instead start saying, for God has not given me the spirit of fear. But he's given me power, he's given me love, and he's given me a sound mind. Devil, I'm not listening to your lies anymore. Devil, you're not going to bully me anymore. I'm tired of walking around in fear. I'm going to be who God says I am. Stop talking about being defeated. Walking around tripping on your bottom lip all the time. Stop doing that. Instead, start saying, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sore? Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded. Somebody needs to get persuaded tonight that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present or things to come nor height nor death nor any other creature shall be able to separate me from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. You need to realize who you are tonight. You need to realize that you're the head and not the tail. You need to realize that you are an overcomer. That you're more than a conqueror. You don't have to walk around defeated. You don't have to take backseat to anybody. You are who God says you are. You're not who the world says you are. You're not who your past says you are. You are who God says you are. Touch my mouth tonight, God. Help me to change the words that I speak. But before Isaiah prophesied to kings and before he prophesied to the, about the coming Messiah, which both of those things are he, things he did many times in his, his writing, the prophet had to have a personal revival. And you know what I believe tonight? Before you can prophesy to kings and prophesy about the soon coming Messiah, before we can have a revival service tomorrow night or Sunday morning or Sunday night. We all, every one of us, front to back, side to side, pulpit to the pew, first time guest, long time member, young, old, it doesn't matter. Every single one of us need to have a personal revival in this service because it's all about me. And notice what happens next. Verse number 8 says, and I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Now, if there wouldn't have been an Isaiah 6, 1 through 7, then there would have never been an answer to verse number 8 to God's question. If Isaiah wouldn't have, wouldn't have let the old king die, the old man die in his life, and, and it may give him a crystal clear view and vision of the one who's sitting on the throne, if he wouldn't have seen that, there wouldn't have been an answer from Isaiah in verse 8. 
If he wouldn't have saw the angels flying and proclaiming the holiness of God, he couldn't have answered the way he did in verse number 8. If he wouldn't have been moved at the moving of the post, he couldn't have answered like he did in verse number 8. If he wouldn't have said, woe is me, and, and the angel wouldn't have touched his mouth, he couldn't have answered like he did in verse number 8. But because he was willing to have not just a vision, but a revival in his own spirit. When God says, who shall go and who shall we send? Isaiah was able to lift his hand and say, here am I. Send me. Can I tell you tonight, there is a world out there that needs to hear the gospel that we have. They need to hear your testimony. They need to hear about what God is doing in this church. But they'll never hear it unless we can have a personal revival. They'll never be able to hear it. We've got to go through these steps of a personal revival that Isaiah did so that we can say, God, here am I, Lord. Send me. See, it's all about me. Before we can have a revival out there, we got to have a revival in here in the church. And before we can have a revival in here, I've got to have a revival in here and in here. The old man must die. We must join with the angels and worship him. We must be moved, and there needs to be a moving in our spirits, and we must have him touch our lips and change our words tonight. So here's what I want us to do tonight. I don't want any singing or musicians right at this part of the service. I want everybody to stand, if you will. And I want us, you can come to the altar, you can kneel where you're at, you can sit down and whatever, you can walk around, whatever you feel comfortable doing. But I want everybody to find a place of prayer. Come on, find you a place of prayer wherever you feel comfortable. You can come to the altar, you can kneel, you can sit, you can walk around, you can stand, whatever you're comfortable doing. But this is all about me. So I don't want you praying about anything else right now. I don't want you praying about any person you know or any problem you have in your life. I simply want us to go through these steps of having a personal revival. So right now, the old man needs to die. So I want us to, to begin a season and a few moments of praying and repentance in this house. Can we do that? Jesus, forgive us right now, God. Lord, we repent right now, God, of everything that's wrong. God, we repent of everything, God, that's not like you. God, please forgive us right now. Lord, I repent of every word, every thought, and every deed that wasn't pleasing in your sight. God, please forgive me tonight. God, I need you to kill the old man inside of me. God, I need you to destroy some things. I need some things to die in this altar tonight. God, I need some things to die in this service tonight. God, before we can move on to tomorrow or Sunday, God, there's some things that are going to have to die in this house tonight. God, there's some ideas and, and some attitudes and some problems and some situations and heartaches and frustrations and attitudes and habits that I need you to kill tonight, God. Let it 
die on this altar right now. God, the same way the fire would consume the sacrifice in the Old Testament tabernacle. God, I need your all-consuming fire to burn through me right now. God, burn out the sin and iniquity in me right now. God, burn out the unrighteousness in me right now. God, burn out the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. God, any hatred, any bitterness, any heartache, any frustration. God, I'm asking you, Lord, any jealousy. God, any malice, any envy, any strife. God, let it burn. Let it die at this altar tonight. Oh, God, let the old man die. Let the old woman die. So that I can see you crystal clear tonight, God. Lord, let you as I die. Let the old king die so that I can see you high and lifted up. So I can see you crystal clear. So I can see you on a throne. God, so I can see your train filling the temple tonight. God, if there's anything distracting me, God. Lord, if there's anything holding me back. God, if there's anything that's not like you. God, if there's anything, Lord, that's frustrating me. God, if there's anything, Lord, that's blocking my view of you. Lord, I'm asking you to remove it right now. Let it die, God. Let it die, God. Now, if you feel like that old man has died, if you feel like it's been crucified on this altar, I wonder, would you turn your repentance now to simple praise and worship to Him right now? And can we just join with the angels in heaven? Come on, can we just join with them another season of prayer and worship? God, you're holy. God, you're holy. God, you're righteous. God, you're wonderful. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. Holy, holy, holy. Lord of hosts, the whole earth is full of his glory. Come on, worship him right now. Come on, if you get a vision of him on the throne, it should be easy to worship him right now. If you can get a vision of him high and lifted up, it should be easy to worship him right now. We worship you, Savior. We worship you, Master. We worship you, Lord. We praise you tonight. You're holy, God. You're holy, God. Oh, Jesus. Holy, holy, holy. Holy, holy, holy. Holy, holy, holy. Now we need to be moved in this house. Come on, let there be a moving in your spirit right now. Come on, let there be a moving in you right now. God, I can't leave this place the same way I walked in. God, I, I, this can't just be a normal altar service. God, this can't just be another revival. God, there has to be a changing right now. There has to be a moving. There has to be a shaking right now. God, you're going to have to change some things in my spirit. You're going to have to change some things in my mind and in my thinking. God, change some things in my heart right now. Come on, pray that right now. 
God, change me, Lord. Move me, God. Shake some things up, Lord. God, don't let me leave this place the same way I walked in. God, don't let me leave this revival on Sunday night the same way that I came into it, Lord. Let there be a moving. Let there be a shaking. Let there be a changing. Let there be a shift in me. Let there be a shift in my walk with you and in my life. Let there be a shift in my mind and my thinking, God. Lord, let there be a shift in my my family. Let there be a shift in this church right now, God. In the name of Jesus. 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 Oh, come on, look at him and his holiness. Speak to him and his holiness. Reach out to him and his holiness. Come on, would you now begin to pray right now? God, I need you to touch my mouth. God, I need you to touch my words. God, I need you to touch my mind. I need you to touch my thoughts. I need you to touch my heart and my spirit and my soul. God, I cannot leave the same way. God, I need you to change my vocabulary. God, I need you to change my words of fear to words of faith. God, I need you to change my words of disappointment, God, into words of victory. God, change my words of discouragement to words of encouragement. God, change me right now. Touch my mouth, God. Touch my words, God. Touch my heart. Touch my mind. God, let me have a personal revival. God, let me have a personal revival today. God, before we can have a revival outside these walls. God, before we can have a revival inside these walls. God, I've got to have a revival in this heart and in this mind tonight. Touch me, Lord. Touch me, Lord. Touch me, God. Change me, God. Change me, God. I don't want to be the same after tonight. God, I don't want to be the same after this altar service. I don't want to be the same after tonight, God. Change me, Lord. Change me, Jesus. In the name of 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 Jesus. Come on, I hear the words of the Lord tonight. As the prophet Isaiah did, I hear the Lord saying tonight, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Only if you've had a personal revival. Only if you let the old man die. Only if you've joined with the angels in worshiping him. Only if you've been moved and there's a moving in your spirit and a changing. Only if you've allowed God to touch you and your mouth and your heart and your mind. Then can you lift your hands and say, Here am I, Lord. Here am I, Lord. Send me, God. Lord, send me to somebody, God.
Send me to the hurting. Send me to the hopeless. God, send me to somebody like Sister Don McGee talked about that happened at GMC. Send me to somebody that's hurting. Send me to an alcoholic. Send me to a drug addict. God, send me to someone that's bound. Send me to someone that's lost. Send me, God, to a backslider and a prodigal. Send me to Samaritan, God. Send me to somebody, Lord, that needs to hear from you. Here am I, Lord. Here am I, Lord. Here am I, Lord. Here am I, Lord. Send me. Here am I, Lord. Send me. Lord, if you can use anything, use me. Lord, if you can use anybody, use me. God, I may not be the gift, most gifted God. I may not be the best looking God. I may not have the most money God. I may not be the most talented God. Lord, I may not be the best preacher or best teacher or singer or musician. But God, I'm willing to give you what I do have. God, I want you to take it and use it for your kingdom tonight. Here am I, Lord. Here am I, Lord. Here am I, Lord. Use me. Here am I, Lord. Send me, God. Lord, the old man has died. I've made this a heavenly place by proclaiming your holiness. God, there's been a moving and a shaking and a changing inside of me tonight. God, touch, you've touched my lips, God. You've changed my mind. You've changed my attitude. You've changed my words. And now, God, I'm ready. I'm ready for a revival inside of here, and I'm ready for a revival outside of here. I wonder, as he begins to play and sing, I wonder, would you just be sensitive to the moving of the Spirit right now? Come on, why don't you find somebody to pray with right now? It's all about me, but I want us to begin praying one for another right now for strength. Come on, let there be a spirit of unity that hits this place like never before. God, unify us in our purpose right now. Come on, link up with somebody. Find somebody. Let's begin praying. Lift your hands and let this song be your prayer right now. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you and have a blessed day.